When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm Rob Sister back again to talk with you about the week's most interesting news stories for the week of March 29th, 2022, here on News AF. If the story is buzzing like it's on crystal meth, it's about to be News AF. If the same old news makes you bored to death, it's time for some News AF. Yes, that's right. News AF is back once again here to talk about some huge stories, not necessarily related to this year's Oscars, where there actually is other news. And of course, back with us to cover it all. Here he is. The eye in the sky. The vascular D. Here he is. Danny Bryson. Still feels a little out of order. Uh, yeah. It's like I'm supposed to be the number two, hmm. you know, we've got Tyson as the number one. Maybe that's gone to his head mm-hmm. and he's spiraling out of control on like a celebrity death spiral. But yeah, yeah. Number two here coming in at number one. Okay. Well, yeah, just to update our listeners who are obviously concerned. Uh, hey, where's Tyson again this week? Uh, wish we had an update for you. Um Tyson, we have not heard from him, sent many messages, would love for him to come back anytime. Um, What was concerning for me, Danny, was that another episode of his Survivor podcast on The Ringer came out. The pot has spoken. And so obviously Tyson is alive and well and podcasting. Yeah, not afraid to podcast. Got a microphone in his hand somewhere. Mm -hmm. So... I can only assume that this must be another week of contracts holdout. Well, it's a crazy week for him to miss because so much pickleball news mm-hmm. going on. And as the ambassador of pickleball, maybe he's just running around incredibly busy. Yeah. But look, the show must go on. Okay. It, it has to. Yes. It has, it has to go on. That's a, that is what Tyson would want. And hopefully we can get Tyson's contract situation sorted out soon have Tyson back with us once again. But in the meantime, today, we are so fortunate to have here with us an incredible podcaster and consumer of news. Please welcome in the great Frail Mary. Mary Kwiatkowski is here. Mary, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be stepping into these shoes uh, and the and very tall hats that Tyson wears. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I hate to open with this because you've done a very nice thing in letting me come on here, but... Have either of you listened back to the last episode Tyson was on? I mean, is it is it possible that it was something 
one of you said that his is keeping him oh, away. Very, very possible. I mean, we've been we've been thinking think maybe he's that. distracted or doing maybe other things. But yeah, maybe he's mad. I mean, he's not one to get mad, but you never know. I've never seen Tyson mad. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. I, I don't think I've ever seen him mad. Hmm. Yeah. He usually will. I think will tell you if he is mad. But I guess that that's but that's a great theory, Mary. I don't know. I think maybe we need to get some of the listeners to research it. Go back and listen to that episode mm-hmm. and see if there were any hidden clues. You yes. know, there, there may be a, a treasure at the end if you listen hard enough. Okay. Well, Mary, it's so nice to have you here with us to uh, talk some news AF. Mary, do you have any rants or anything that you want to get off your chest here at the start of the show? Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I do want to say that I assume you asked me to be on here in order to pick a fight since I'm sure you're aware that I'm a huge advocate for both juggling and Guinness World Records, uh, which you have both insulted just a plethora of times. So I don't know how to feel about that. The juggling sounds more of a Danny thing. Danny, did you have an issue with juggling? Other than I can't do it. Mm -hmm. uh, It is a little bit frustrating, but I have great respect for jugglers, uh, jugglers and (laughs) and jugglers, Uh, especially if they're juggling sharp objects or flaming objects. I mean, that takes a level of bravery I probably don't possess. So, right. yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but when it comes to the records, I am kind of with Tyson. Some of them seem really arbitrary and dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all Guinness World Records are not made the same, yes, but it's fine. True. It hasn't it hasn't stopped me from listening, uh, just even though you are woefully misinformed about the process. Yes. But it's fine. Now, Mary, I know your dad has uh, some Guinness Records, correct? Oh, yes. awesome. Now, do, yeah. you, do you have any Guinness Records? I like to think that I'm involved in them. I'm like a footnote, right? Like mm-hmm. I, if I'm if I'm the one helping him achieve the record, I feel like that counts for something. But as far as I know, there are no uh, there are no female joggling records for the 50 mile mark. So maybe I just need to do it someday. Yes. And then wait, wait. What what's a record he he has? A 50 miles of running and juggling <laughs> the fastest. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah actually, <laughs> you you act like juggling is not a well known thing. I yeah, was confused by the juggling. I thought she had also made a mistake. And no, 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 no. <laughs> juggling. Yeah. Never in a million years could I joggle. I've never attempted juggling. I would have to learn how to juggle before I could joggle. Mm-hmm. And then just going 50 miles, even without the joggle. I mean, that's a feat in and of itself. The, so. the funny thing about juggling is it's got such a silly name that people think like, oh, you're, you know, jogging and juggling at the same time but most local jogglers that i know are like seven minute miles or faster and they're they're going crazy local are you like in the joggling hot spot yes of the hey, United if States? You go go run like a local road race like a 5k and okay. you'll see you'll see one probably in every major town and there's at least a few out there so. you know the, the weirdest thing i see out on trails and stuff i see this guy from time to time on really rough trails on a unicycle Actually oh, yeah. riding it. Mm-hmm. And he, to me, he is the biggest mystery of my life as of right now. Like, is who he, is this man? Is he How juggling? He, he's, he probably can, but not on the trail. He probably juggles when he's riding on the pavement back to his house. Mm-hmm. But he is riding very difficult trails that people with two wheels would struggle with. Can mm-hmm. you can you ride a unicycle? Just I practiced plane? in my youth for a long time. Okay to become proficient at a unicycle <laughs> saying it out loud makes it sound ridiculous. I could not master it. Hmm. I, could, I yeah. couldn't get any Hard. further than 50 feet. 
Yeah. These are the kind of things that we would get paid for as a kid. Like uh, we didn't get an allowance, but we would get like, oh, if you can make it to the basketball hoop on a unicycle, I'll give you 20 bucks. I like we that. had a lot of that. Wow. Yeah. I should try that with my kids. Takes, takes dedication. Get the kids outside practicing. Things. It's almost like you grew up in the circus. <laughs> kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a half century earlier. If you had been born for sure, your circus material. Mm-hmm. I, I went to the circus recently, like a, a modern day circus yes, yes. in a parking lot in a tent like not in a, not in a big stadium not Cirque du Soleil but like the traveling circus and I was very intrigued by what they were going to do because you know now that you have everything on TV or YouTube it's like what's yeah. going to impress us like what are you going to be able to do you can't really do animal stuff anymore so it was very interesting what did they do yeah um, various things that they had, you know, they had a juggler, they had the tightrope and all that. And then they, they brought in one of those big like steel cages where they have the motorcycles like going around oh, okay. upside oh, yeah, down that and stuff, terrifying. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it was pretty cool. You know, there was there definitely some highs and some lows, but, uh, I, yeah, I was, I was very like, I didn't, I didn't know that was still a thing, I guess that they do outside of like Disney world. So a friend of mine just went or just got back from the circus Olay, uh, Michael Jackson thing. And in it, they have acrobats doing tricks. And he said that one of them, a trapeze guy missed his mark and fell 40 feet to the floor, no safety net. And they didn't stop the show. And the guy crawled off of the, whatever the surface of the stage out of behind the curtain. And I thought, what a weird, like the the whole vibe of seeing someone fall from a trapeze and then crawl injured while the show continues on. Hmm. It just kind of blew my mind. Why no net? Wow. Is that taking away anybody's enjoyment? They're being That's a net? what I thought. Yeah. I, it wouldn't bother me if there was a net, but then I thought there's so much, he, he made it sound like so much is going on yeah. and all over the stage that maybe they just don't have room for a net. No, no room for a net. So those circus people are no joke. No joke. Can do it. That, that cage with the motorcycles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's dark magic as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how that works. And when they get like two or three in there at the same time, yeah, I don't yeah. know. And then one last question on the Guinness Book of World Records, Mary. When you get a, you, you break a Guinness Book of World Record, do they yes. give you any sort of like a plaque or anything to commemorate yeah. it? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, they, they give you a plaque. The, the thing that I think is the biggest like thing people don't understand about Guinness World Records is no one from Guinness comes out and like sits down and watches you do your thing. Like nobody's like, it's not like, uh, oh, they, they're going to pay you or put your name in the book or whatever. You have to jump through so many hoops to apply for the record, to record it, film it. Fits in with like, the circus theme. Right. Yeah. It was a massive production to like, cause when, you know, like he was running for 50 miles and it's like eight hours and they're like, yeah, you can't have any family members be witnesses, but you need what? at least two witnesses at a time, but the witnesses can only work in three hour shifts. And so you got like, what? you know, 20 people involved in like mm. filming everything and all this. So it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it, he does have a plaque. So you, you got that. And even if someone ever beats the record, then he still, still had it for a time. Do being. you think there's any Guinness fraud or do you think that there's so much red tape? Guinness fraud. I mean, I think the biggest thing with those records is it's like, you're just the person who's applied to do it. Someone else could have done a thing mm-hmm. better than you or more than you and just not bothered to get yeah. the record. But, yeah. um, but if you want, if you want your name in a record like scenario, Guinness world record, you don't really need to go through that. Find a thing in, in most individual activities will have like their own sites. So you could just do it there. But anyway, um, 
That's old news, though. What about this week's okay, news? This week's news. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about. It. We have a lot of fun stories to get into, and so um, you know, Danny Tyson for years has credited you with giving him a talent that he did not possess before he encountered you, and that was the ability to use bad words. What a great honor. Yes. I love when people come up to me and they they say something like, oh man, I'm just, hey, I'd like to say thank you. Like, mm-hmm. what for? Oh, for teaching me to curse. Mm-hmm. Just what I want. Tyson, I guess, didn't even know any of the bad words before or, or he knew them and he was just like uh, afraid to use them. And you said, nah, it's just, it's just words. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. And at the time, at least 50% of my vocabulary was, uh, Mm-hmm. Curse and dirty words. Yeah. So it was unavoidable. So highly contagious. What you might not have known was that you were administering one of the most powerful pain medications that there is because uh, that there is uh, some new medical research that says saying swear words can actually help reduce the experience of pain. So does this make it addictive? Like anything that eases pain, you know, there's the potential for abuse and addiction because mm-hmm. that's probably why I love saying it. It makes my whole day and all my life mm-hmm. less painful. Yeah, uh, possible. <laughs> and by the way, they do tons of studies on that. This is probably, you know, like number 10 and people just love studying swearing and pain. It must be a fun research uh, paper to make mm-hmm. because it's it happens so often. This is well documented. Yeah, I just wish you would say which swear word uh, contributed to the most in terms of pain uh, management. Yes. So, um, th- th- according to this uh, study, which was conducted by uh, Dr. Richard Stevens, a senior lecturer in psychology at Keele University, uh, that the S word and the F word were used by many of the subjects to good effect. Makes sense. Yeah. Mary, are you a big well, swearer? Yeah. Uh, oh, huge, huge swearer. Um, no, I, like, much like Tyson, I grew up in a household where like y- you, you can't say idiot or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a bad word. Um, like it took a long time to, for me to learn which words were actually swear words and then which words were the fake swear words mm-hmm. my parents told me were. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, darn isn't a swear word. Oh my gosh. I right. grew up all wrong. Right. Sometimes um, that my kids will refer to something and they're like, yeah, he said the J word. I'm like, wait, what's the J word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I have finally, uh, you know, reached the point it's jerk, where, by the way, <laughs> jerk. Mm-hmm. um, I finally reached the point where I can like, you know, if you, if you stub your toe in pain situations, you might release a a swear, a good, good swear every Mm -hmm. once in a while, but I still feel awkward and uncomfortable doing it. I feel like I'm not cool enough to swear. Some people make it natural. Yes. And that's an important thing. I feel like Mary, you've got that self-awareness that could make you a good cursor because a lot of people don't recognize that they can't curse. And when, if it doesn't just flow out naturally, then it can be awkward. And yeah. I, I love that you yeah. said that because there are some people who should not swear. Danny, how could you tell if you're a person who <laughs> should be saying the F word or you shouldn't be saying the F word? If there is even a micro hesitation, you should not be swearing. Hmm. Because in order for it to feel natural, it has to come out without any kind of blockage. My first curse word 
uh, I crashed on my skis when I was probably 12, 11 or 12. And for some reason screamed at the top of my lungs without hesitation, the F word for as long as I could Mm -hmm. had air in my lungs. Then I felt super guilty. But I, it'll, all my pain and frustration was alleviated for the 10 seconds. I just yelled that F word at the top of my lungs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I, you'll know. And I, and some people need to be told like, hey, you, you probably shouldn't swear. Why? Because you don't like bad language. No, because you're bad at swearing. It would hmm. be helpful if more people knew that. Yeah. So do either of you in any of your marathon running or uh, racing, uh, do you ever find the need to turn to any of these uh, bad words? Yes. Uh, Yeah, I I definitely just remember doing that last weekend. And um, that was a little bit different, though. It was because I I realized right when I arrived at the race and started running that I didn't put on any sunscreen and I was going to get a horrible sunburn. I was like, oh, this is going to be a sucky several hours. Oh, (laughs) that deserves a good string. Yeah, that was that was bad. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm Danny. I'm sure you'll say like you you can do anything step down wrong or what it's once you notice for me the worst is that once you know you're gonna have to live with some pain for a while that's the worst yeah whenever i puke on a run the after the puke comes out the f word is instantly following it almost as if it's a continuous stream Mm -hmm. like just but i i had an interesting cursing moment with one of my kids the other day my six-year-old girl was reading a book to me and she stopped she said, I can't read this word because it's bad. I said, oh, that would be very shocking if there's a bad word in this book. So I looked at the word. She pointed it out to me and it was bucking bronco. <laughs> bucking bronco. Now, she's only six <laughs> and she knew that ucking was part of something yeah. bad. Yeah. And I was like, how does she know that this is that close? This is only a couple steps away from the F word. That would what blew my mind, and it kind of reminded me of the story of me screaming the f word. That that was my first swear word. I yeah. think that kids go in search of the f word because it's the holy grail of curse words. Hmm. That reminds me when you talk about your daughter, I read aloud a lot, especially to my family members. Like if we're on a car trip or I don't know, my sister doesn't like to read, so I'll just read books. To her. <laughs> and I find myself wow. editing like what I'm saying as I'm reading it and I'll, and I'll like cut out curse words and other things because I know I'm not cool enough in that moment to just read it straight through depending on the audience. I love your self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Live edit the books. And do do you say that this is my edit right here? Like, do you let them know? Sometimes, sometimes it depends Mm -hmm. how much I edit it. (laughs) If Mm -hmm. if I'm skipping whole paragraphs. I wonder if the author would find it offensive. Mm-hmm. That, Probably. Uh, I know. Like, I'm like censoring the books. Gosh, <laughs> I'm really a horrible person. You know, uh, Danny, this is not exactly related to this, but I did it. My uh, children were getting ready for bed the other night. And then uh, my older son uh, asked my wife, Mom, what's a Karen? <laughs> which I was, which then I was like uh, completely RIP on the floor, dying laughing, uh, and, and my, my wife was just like, "Why? Why do you want to know? Who said that? Why do you want to know?" Uh, so uh, that was um, apparently. Um, I don't think these children at school are using this correctly. That there was a girl in like another class that they said is a Karen. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly right. My um, boys have called me a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> 
they told me to stop being a Karen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so, a slippery slope. Uh, <laughs> like uh, if, if there is a kid named Karen in the mm-hmm. other class. Poor, poor, Not yeah. a lot of young children named Karen. Yeah. So that, again, not to say there aren't, they don't exist. Uh, but, uh, that's, it has not been what I found. Um, uh, they made people for this study stand in buckets of ice cold water uh, to see who could withstand the agony for 40 seconds or longer. And they found that the people who were uh, saying the bad words uh, did better with this freezing cold water challenge. That is a perfect mm-hmm. experiment for this because one of the places I'm sure to curse is when I get into a cold body of water mm-hmm. and until I'm fully submerged, swear words are my heat shield. <laughs> they help generate heat. <laughs> they do. Yeah. The rage helps my body core stay warm as I get into cold water. Yeah. So this is a great idea. This is someone who understands swearing in cold water. Love and then it. Mary, this week on survivor, we saw uh, Marianne uh, use words like fudge <laughs> and shiz <laughs> Do you think that those, do those uh, non-swear words, do they have uh, a similar effect or do you think that you're just fooling yourself? Well, I think the key here is distraction, right? So yeah. like you're, you're just trying to distract yourself from the pain and give yourself something else to think on. And, you know, real swears certainly sound more more fun and really convey the feeling you're giving but i think perhaps it might they might even work even better because uh she's having to actively think up alternatives and that's Mm -hmm. probably pretty distracting too now it's it's gonna you're gonna look less cool but it might actually make you feel less pain so the swear words do end abruptly they're like a karate chop the way they sound you're like Mm -hmm. or tuh and it, it does seem a little bit more aggressive than fudge. Mm. Right. right. Oh, it's interesting. Okay. So maybe- Which is why it's it's best when you sub in things that sound similar. Like if you throw a nice mother trucker out there, then people <laughs> you know, get the same point across. Yeah. Okay. So ship is better than shiz. Yes. Yes. Uh, mother trucker. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that in a while. Okay. Oh, well, you know, when you grow up in a household like mine. <laughs> Believe me, I grew up in a similar household. We were, and you know what? I raised my kids in a similar household. I don't allow, I don't want stupid, don't idiot. Allow, yeah, wow. I know mm-hmm. swearing. And it's funny because I grew up in a house like that. And then I thought that was stupid. But man. No J word in your house. No, kids can say really mean things. It sounds so mean when they say it too. So I, I'm a bit of a hypocrite. And I do, I, my kids don't hear me swear. But I, I did tell them that I do swear because I don't want them to one day realize that dad is, you know, swears like a longshoreman mm-hmm. his whole life. He's been telling us not to. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to walk that fine line between in the house. Right. You can't swear with your I don't care what you do with your friends outside. And while I do keep it very family friendly on the podcast, when, in yeah. moments of great frustration, I, I will let the obscenities come out. And then I find nothing more frustrating than when the obscenity police come for me <laughs> in my own house where dad, dad, you, yep. you just said, you just said, uh, uh, like, uh, 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 yes, I know that. Like, well, you, you know that you're not supposed to say that. I'm like, all right, but I'm real. I'm really mad about this. I'm really this, this, you know, there's not, I find that win incredibly frustrating. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because I'm frustrated and then I have to then like, uh, get, you know, dressed down for it also. 
swearing is also just like a nice rite of passage when you get older. Like I remember like going to college and then hearing my professor square. I was like, Ooh, we're cool now. Mm-hmm. We get to, we all get <laughs> to swear in this class. I see how it yeah. is. Yeah. All right. Well, so maybe, maybe you just need to take time and then, then you can be cross that bridge and it'll be a nice little fun time for everybody. Cross that bridge and then you'll, you can be cool and then also experience less pain uh, when you say obscenities. Okay. And you don't need to learn them from Danny like no. Tyson had to. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tyson is not here with us. Of course, we know Tyson is Pickleball's number one influencer out there. And of course, the ambassador of Pickleball. And it's time to wonder, is Tyson doing too good of a job? Has Pickleball fever gotten too hot? Because out in Denver, a man went to a uh, rec rec center and then drew pickleball lines on a court, which was not a pickleball court and is now facing of severe charges. According to this report felonies, I believe. Yeah. Which is crazy. I've heard mixed reports. I heard that he was merely restoring the outline of pickleball Mm. lines. Yeah. So So he's being charged with vandalism. Yeah. Uh, seems a little harsh. And if the lines were there, as I have read, then it seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we can't just have people going to tennis courts across America and drawing pickleball lines. Like mm-hmm. we have to, we have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah. So listen to this. So this is a beloved community member that according to this article is nicknamed the mayor of pickleball. <laughs> And he's Whoa. the person that's been charged with uh, vandalism uh, and allegedly used a uh, they, now they um, a permanent black that I don't know if this is a typo or not. In the article, they say he used a permanent black market to create a pickleball court. <laughs> Mary, do you think that they meant to say black marker or do you think that uh-huh. there is a black market for pickleball? 
Oh, well, it is getting more and more popular. And if they start if they start banning people from making the the courts, maybe there is a black market mm-hmm. for pickleball. You know, they're yeah. going to start banning Way out in the woods. Well, yeah, yeah, this guy's banned exactly. now. He's going to be playing pickleball on the black market, and now he's banned from all Denver recreation centers. And now uh, they've suspended pickleball play from Central Park Center. That's an overreaction. But maybe this guy will be the person to bring pickleball to prison. Oh. And it'll be a heartwarming story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know what happened to pickleball this pack, past week. I wish Tyson was here to tell us. I've read so many articles. I now know the history of pickleball. Do you want to hear it? you want to yes. hear the cliff notes? Sure. So what I read this past week, and this is me recalling it as best I can, is that 57 years ago. Mm-hmm. Three families, two or three families went on vacation to an island in Washington state. Yes. And the kids were bored as kids will be on family vacations. They get so, so bored. So the parents uh, or the dads threw together a game involving a net and then I believe a wiffle ball and then ping pong paddles 57 okay. years ago. And the reason is called pickleball. According to this story, there's three different accounts of how this happened is that the dog's name was pickle. And that the dog constantly chased the ball while they were playing. Oh, and that was part of the original game, which has been yeah, lost so to time. It, they called it Pickles Ball because <laughs> the dog Pickle would catch the ball. And it's a great dog year, game. 57 years later, the state of Washington, I believe this week, is going to make pickleball the sport of the state. Wow. So what a journey. Okay. Right? It's it's a frustrating game to learn. Like I learned it in elementary school and I remember it's like you learn soccer, you learn tennis, whatever. But when you learn pickleball, the only thing the kids want to know is why it's called pickleball and you never get any good answers. So there needs to be like just a set answer that even if it's false that they tell you. Wait, you played this in elementary school? Yeah. And then I heard nothing of it again until like six years ago when all the, you know, elderly started playing. it. Yeah. It's, it's blowing up. The membership is in the millions now Mm -hmm. um, from its humble beginnings on that Island in Washington state. And I was reading about all the top pros. Now the children who invented it are old enough to play it. Yeah. Expecting to see Tyson mentioned as the ambassador of pickleball, Mm -hmm. but he must have enemies within the sport because not at any point was he mentioned in the article. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be the most disturbing part of the job. Is it because ambassador is harder to say than mayor? Like maybe if he had decided to be like the, the chief of pickleball or something Mm -hmm. that it would, it would have worked better. Everybody loves the mayor, right? Well, not in Denver because the mayor is, is on the outs. I bet you the pickleball crews love the mayor still. I'm Look, sure. he was Popular fighting for mayor. pickleball. He was restoring faded lines. Mm-hmm. He was uh, making pickleball life better. It's all the other norms who don't play pickleball mm-hmm. who were coming after the mayor of pickleball, which makes t- total sense. His position of power is, you know, very sought after by all the other mayors who are just mayors of cities and not pickleball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this another reason why running is just a superior sport? Though? Like, <laughs> no uh, ball. I, I don't know. No I, my family has, has drawn uh, semi-permanent lines on like almost every road anywhere near our house to mark like miles and stuff. And nobody seems to care. Mm-hmm. So. What do they use to draw the lines? Usually some kind of like white chalk paint that eventually fades, but mm-hmm. eh, some sometimes other things. That, bike that racing. Longer. 
they write na- people's names all over the roads. And even now I can go up certain roads and see the names of cyclists who probably don't even race anymore. Yeah. Still spray painted on the road. Mary, how does your family measure out the mile markers? Uh, either GPS or they, sometimes we'll get like the little wheel thing if you want to be real oh, accurate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's real, real important for these kind of things. But um, yeah, it, you know, it, it, helps. <laughs> it helps. Well, back before everybody had a GPS watch, you needed to know if you're going to do like mile sprints oh, or something. Mm-hmm. So old yeah. school. Mm-hmm. An abacus <laughs> in a wheel. That's how they yeah. calculate. That's what they would do. Yeah, that's what they do. We didn't. I mean, we didn't have calculators growing up. So no, no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, our friends, the Dolphins. And of course, uh, it turns out that the Dolphins have something in common uh, with their human counterparts that, according to this article, uh, which appeared uh, in the New York Post and uh, originally ran in the sun, they claim dolphins use wingmen to find partners with uh, the most popular Getting the most sex. Now, uh, upon reading the article, I did not find that the dolphins use a traditional, what you would consider a wingman uh, as to then like uh, have somebody to hang out with and then meet dolphins of the opposite sex. Yeah. Double dating or some kind of system like that. That is not really what is happening, but uh, what the what the research found, the 30 year study of 85 bottlenose dolphins in Western Australia revealed that young male dolphins form friendship groups of four to 14 members. And uh, those friendship groups, they do not compete for mates. Who do they decide gets all the mates? I don't know how they decide. Also, 14. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. A lot of bros. And they have best friends for their entire lives. Wow. It's the ultimate bro animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just, just reading through this article, this really sounds like high school. Yeah. Oh, where yeah. it's like they they will take turns because they know that they will just have so many female dolphins in their life that they all get to take a turn to be the father. Sure. And this, like when I was in high school, you know, you have like your, your big group of friends and everybody just takes turns going on dates with each other. Mm-hmm. So, the, or at least there's like a couple people that are like, Oh, that, yeah, that person's, you know, dated everybody. So mm-hmm. uh, it seems like the dolphins were, were really, we're really very similar to them. I don't know. Dolphin studies right. always kind of creep me out, though. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they creep you Are out, you Mary? Just, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, didn't they like because like with a woman who like flooded her house to hang with a dolphin and stuff. And I feel Wait, like that, is that a true story. A woman. I don't know. Flooded? Or it's a book cool. <laughs> or a movie or something. Was that the shape of water? No, d- the different thing, but okay. very similar. Yeah. You know, it's just like. I don't know. Much like all animals, dolphins are great from a distance. Mm-hmm. They're pretty cool. Have you ever seen a dolphin leaping in front of a boat? Pretty majestic. Yeah. A I'd bunch say. of dolphin bros just hanging out. <laughs> just hanging now out. I know it was basically just, uh, it was a giant sausage party. Leaping mm-hmm. in front of the yeah. Boat. Are yeah. you sure there's no sabotage? Like there's no, what if they get in a fight about whose turn it is? They did not get into that in the article uh, that the male dolphins cooperate uh, to compete with rival alliances over access to uh, females, according to this. 
But they said that males with the strong social bonds sire more offspring than those with weaker bonds uh, and uh, popular mates enjoy higher paternity success. Really is high school. Yeah. You got to have a friend group. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be the, the, the cool loner dolphin. And the bigger the group, the more power. Probably the wider selection you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this all looks like quantity, right? Like, what if the the non-allied dolphins are just having having like really, really quality relationships? Mm-hmm. Like one deep relationship yeah. with one yeah, other. Yeah, it's like the twilight of dolphin stories, Mary. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like I feel like they're trying to to have us read this and be like, oh, you know what? That's what that's what we should do. We should just all all take turns, and um, you know, you don't want to you don't want to pair up forever because then you'll you'll be less cool you're not gonna be as popular like they're really throwing around the word popular here Mm -hmm. it does sound like a group of bros probably would have short-term relationships and kind of be lame Mm -hmm. whereas yeah that single loner dolphin looking for something strong Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ocean's a big place. That the you know how they always say that there's another there's more fish in the ocean. That really does apply to the dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is uh, not stated in the study whether any of the like bro dolphins are especially toxic to be around. Uh-huh. For sure, a group mm-hmm. that big, mm-hmm. yeah, can't be healthy. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's probably you get a group of 14. There's at least one or two of those dolphins that they're part of the group, but they're not really. It's never their turn. Right. Like, oh, sorry, Steve. Like, Uh, yeah, no, actually, we're going to go back to John. We're circling back around. We'll we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. On the next cycle. You're Mm -hmm. just kind of here. And at 14, you're starting to get near like testosterone mob type of a group. It's not going to be a good place to be. Mm hmm. Okay, well, the dolphins may have uncovered the secret to happy relationships, uh, but as far as humans go, still a lot of more research uh, to be done. Another study has found uh, that this was conducted by Cornell University researchers. They said that couples that have joint bank accounts tend to stay together, according to this new relationship study. Uh, and they found that the couples that... Uh, Pooled finances uh, seem to increase one's level of dependence uh, on the partner, which ultimately uh, resulted in high levels of relationship quality. Uh, yeah, because your your wife's got all the dirt on you. Mm -hmm. She's every purchase, every bit of money going in and going out. Mm -hmm. I do know that when I buy things with our joint account. I do think very hard about the purchase and whether or not she'll look at it. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's a good question. Um, also, uh, I do think that the, once the, the uh, intertwined finances come to be, I do think it is harder to untangle that. Yes. Good point. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like when they say, I want to tie myself to you in every way possible, they also mean financially so that you can't get out of it. I, I think this is a, Danny's got a good point there with the spending. Cause I know that there are certain purchases and certain like recurring payments I have that I feel like I would have to heavily explain or yeah, fight right. for if I was tying my bank account with someone. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because also like, 
even on my checking, like I get a notification when a purchase happens also. And there are oftentimes where I'm looking at my phone and I uh, cannot believe uh, what I've just seen. <laughs> yeah. I think my parents are new to that, but every once in a while, my mom will be like, Oh, oh uh, y- your dad must be at the grocery store. I'm like, why? And he's like, well, I just got the, the ping from the, <laughs> the purchase. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just another way to keep tabs. On I, I started a separate account two years ago on my wife's insistence. So it wasn't Why? necessarily my idea. She Why said, did Liz want you to do that? I'm sick of you buying gear with our money. If you're not going to monetize what you do online, then you can't do it. And so I said, fine, fine. I'll do that. I created a separate account so I could buy gear. And now it's a point of contention because she doesn't know necessarily how much is there, how much I'm spending. Mm-hmm. And so I could see if you both had separate accounts, there'd be, you'd always be looking over the other person's uh, person's shoulder. Like, oh, how right. much do they have? What, Danny, what do they you need buy? to add Liz to that account if you want to strengthen the relationship. Look, she has access at any time. She can grab my phone and see what I'm purchasing. I don't care. But I will say it does lead to a lot of arguments when something shows up in the mail. And she's like, well, what's that? How much did that cost? I said, well, don't worry about it. I bought it with my own money. So oh, is it your own money? Oh, so now we have our own money. And I could go oh down this. Boy. I could give you this whole argument, all 15 minutes of it, word by word, because uh, it does happen every three or four months. So is it better then to to have an argument about what you're spending as long as they know? Or is the argument worse when they don't know and then they want to know what it is? So with the joint account, I think it's like a constant simmering. Of like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of okay. turmoil, like on the on rent day where it's like, honey, yeah, uh, I'm going to need your your half of the rent today. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the separate accounts, it's like big surprises all at once. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's not like this running mm-hmm. uh, battle of attrition. It's like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden oh, this huge thing shows up at the door or a big purchase or a person needs money. Whereas the other one, it's just kind of like always happening. Lo- mm-hmm. Low level skirmishing. Yeah. Well, I have an idea, but I remember it doesn't work with you because you don't approve of gifts. But if you were using your your private account to buy see, like special gifts yeah. that they didn't know about, maybe that would be better because like, well, you don't want to know everything in here because sometimes it's like, Good things for you. Oh, it's like I could send you stuff, chocolates yeah. and flowers, and I wouldn't want you to see what I bought mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> yeah, this isn't exactly shared finances, but also a shared Amazon account is also uh, can create uh, problems. Yeah. Where, uh, especially when you get into the case of like uh, Christmas time, birthdays. Yeah, uh, if you want to surprise your partner with something, uh, very difficult to do with the shared Amazon account. Plus. Yeah. The separate accounts sometimes seem a little shady because, I mean, if you're going to have a second family or a mistress or an account on Ashley Madison, you're going to be paying for it with that separate account. Mm -hmm. So they are shady. Very fair. Uh, The study found that people uh, who have low incomes are the most likely to receive the benefits from the pooled resources here in uh, these relationship studies. Interesting. Mm -hmm. They said that uh, this can help couples decide how to organize their finances to maximize relationship quantity and ultimately improve their well-being. So um, yeah, if you're just scraping by you, you have to be a team mm -hmm. or else just can't last. Yeah. So um, I was talking about Amazon accounts. Um, This is something that I had never heard of before, but really I I thought was very interesting. You can 
by an Amazon return pallet, which is basically like uh, a taped up box, like a giant shipment of things that are being returned to Amazon. You don't know what is inside it, but you get to basically open it up and see what's inside. And so one YouTuber did this and revealed that there were hundreds of dollars, $5,000 worth of stuff in the Amazon return pallet that this person uh, bought for $392. I'm reading through the items that were in that pallet. Mm-hmm. And so far, really dumb. <laughs> really dumb. Mary, would you, for a couple hundred dollars, buy a pallet of mystery returned Amazon items. So remember how I was talking about some of those questionable payments that Mm -hmm. I have that, yeah, I am a really big sucker for mystery boxes of any kind. Yes. Like I've been known to buy like the, the mystery, like the box of like the collectible mystery figure for like (laughs) fandoms that I don't even care about because Mm -hmm. I just love to get the little mystery and to open it up. Um, and I, I don't usually have like buyer's remorse on anything. Um, so I've just trained myself for that. So I would buy this, uh, in a heartbeat. Um, and then I would probably be too lazy to like resell anything. So I'd probably just give a lot of it away to like, Oh, who who needs a, who needs a clock? I've got 12 of them. So I, I think it would be much more fun, though, if they were all guaranteed to be separate items. If you run the risk of getting multiples of the same thing, yeah. that's a little bit less mm-hmm. fun. Because um, because it's like it's like Christmas for yourself. You get to open like a whole bunch of different different prizes and see what's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Plus, it would be it'd be fun if there was anything in there that's like uh, like my favorite kind of presents are things that you sort of want, but you would never buy for yourself. Yeah. Like you need someone else to get them for you. Like socks. <laughs> right. But <laughs> you, you have no idea what size or, or anything. So I'm trying to see where you would go to buy Amazon uh, return pallets. And I see a lot of them on Amazon. Uh, I see one. This one is a uh, hundred sixty nine forty eight. This is uh, it's a return pallet for sale. Unclaimed packages, bulk, blind, surprise, small, electronic, overstock, Palette gifts, clearance, extra electronics. Is it possible that is this like are stories like this a scam to make you just go buy Amazon return pallets? It very well could be. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing my boys would watch right here. Mm-hmm. This is their bread and butter on YouTube. What is he getting? Like, it's just like 10 crock pots. What are these? <laughs> rice yes. cookers, I think. Yeah, you <laughs> got rice cookers, wall clocks, keyboards, and everything in multiples, which I totally agree with Mary, is the dumbest part of it all. Like, mm-hmm. what could anyone possibly do with how many of these um, dash cams did he get? He a got tons of dash of, cams, an entire box of what looks like 20 dash cams. Mm-hmm. Can't we have, can't we recycle some of the stuff inside of these boxes rather than send them out? To I someone think once you buy around? the pallet, you can do whatever you want with it, Danny. I'm saying Amazon should recycle them. No, they're giving it, but they're recycling it by selling it back to you. That's not recycling. <laughs> so much of this stuff is going to end up in the trash. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of like when you go to Goodwill and then they have like a section that's just stuff that like Target bought that they don't want. And so then they, you have like 12 copies of the same, yeah. you know, 
vase or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering, is like, is this even guaranteed that this is stuff people have bought, or is this like companies that are going out of business that just have all their excess items? I don't know. I think it's both. Let's see. I'm looking under, um, you know, buying Amazon return pallets near me. Um, yeah, I, I guess uh, it looks like that, you know, that there are different ones that you, that you can buy. The best place to buy Amazon return pallets. So, yeah, you can look into, um, you know, finding finding places to do this. This is for people who, like, want to have a yard sale, but don't have anything to get rid of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, buy this give it to your kids teach them a lesson mm-hmm. tell them hey this is how much i spent on it you better make more than that great idea is this better than a lemonade stand if i bought the pallet and put my kids out on the street with a plastic fold-up table mm-hmm. some chairs and they could just <laughs> garage turn around sale yeah um, I think that's a fun, fun system. Buying an Amazon return pallet. I believe that this is an activity uh, best before you combine finances with your significant other. <laughs> There's no <laughs> chance that two yeah. people in the relationship both want to buy an Amazon return pallet. This will lead to an argument if it shows mm-hmm. up on my doorstep. Mm-hmm. At least 10 minutes. You know yeah. who needs this? This is This is horrible, but like companies that want to give out like Christmas gifts or something to their employees. Mm-hmm. You just buy this and then and then you host something like a like a mystery thing like or like a, a grab elephant. bag. Yeah. yeah. And then and, and then it's like, okay, each person gets to select from the, you know, from a keyboard or a I don't know. <laughs> what if Radar instead gun. of swag <laughs> what if instead of swag bags at the Oscars like they did this year, they just gave everyone a mystery palette that showed up? I think that would be Ooh. nice. Yeah. Be exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Better than a you know some land in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I never visit. Instead, you get an exciting mystery did they box give them full land of items. In Scotland. They did. They gave out land uh, titles uh, to oh, Scotland. Yeah. What? That was such a cool thing until like everybody was doing it. Like for for a, a little while when they first announced that, a lot of people I knew was like, "Oh, you get to be a, a laird or a lady," and then even by owning like a five by five section of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, you could maybe five. name a star. That might be cooler. It's, it's kind of the same kind you of are thing. A star. Yeah. 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 Except theoretically, you could visit the land in Scotland, mm-hmm. but stand on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know how they plan this, uh, but uh, across the country, uh, we had a school picture day of, I think this happened for my kids also, happened to fall on. St. Patrick's Day, which uh, created some problems because a number of the students ended up wearing bright green, which awesome. happened to match the color of the background for the oh. school photos, <laughs> creating a lot of problems on picture day. And so we have some uh, examples of uh, what's what's gone wrong here uh, for uh, some some students here during picture day. <laughs> I look at these pictures and I find these pictures so much more entertaining than the school pictures my kids got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan, you would like these. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I prefer this. Mm-hmm. But not Liz. She would, this but would lead school- to another 10 minute argument. Yeah, she'd be furious. I, I really loved the pictures, but I couldn't get over the fact that. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, there's the the fence as the person's shirt. Yeah. Um, the thing, and, and this uh, mom, I think, even says that her son had like dyed his hair green, and so like most of his hair is not even showing up. Is this something that you, you, both of your kids have, where they they use a green screen and add in a digital background? No. Like when I was a kid, you just sort of sat in front of that sort of blue and yes, white, cloudy kind of like. That's what my kids had mm-hmm. on like a little blue crate. Cloud. Yeah. 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 And so this is, it was wild to me to see that they're doing, <laughs> they're doing green screens. Yeah. For me, I don't even know why we even have picture day. I don't like I, it made sense when people were, you know, uh, before the advent of, you know, the camera phone of yeah. my, I've got an iPhone 13. I don't have an iPhone 13. Uh, but if I did, you know, you have a camera phone that's better than the phone they were or the, with the camera they were using to take the pictures 20, 25 years ago at the schools. All these kids are photographed nonstop all day long. Why are they taking the kids out of the class to take all these pictures? Don't we have a, a, a enough photos? I couldn't agree more. And, and, and Mary, look, you, you don't have children that are going in these schools, but Danny, how much do these photo packages cost? Um, I, I haven't looked at the joint oh. bank accounts, but yeah. uh, I'm guessing that they're what, how much are they, Rob? Probably, $30? I, I think, you know, you start at like $80 for these. No uh, way for one kid. For these photo packages. That's not worth it. It's not worth It's not worth it. You could do this. You could do these pictures at your house. Yeah. They ha- they're being done at my house every day. Mm-hmm. All day long. All day I'm long. I'm totally with you on this. But uh, the whole camera phone thing has eliminated the need for this and eliminated the need for your Christmas cards with your family update. I don't need oh. that. Oh, Danny, That's, this is a hotter take. No, I've talked about this before. I don't need an update about your family. If I really cared that much, I would get online and go to your Facebook or your Instagram mm-hmm. and get a detailed update day by day. <laughs> yes. You don't need to be sending those out anymore because I tired of feeling guilty when I throw them in the trash. Yes. Mary, my wife can see do you do Christmas cards with photos and stories? Uh, we usually do a family Christmas card mm-hmm. with just a picture of us. Uh, we tend to air more to the side of like a interesting photo as opposed to like a a very staged photo with all of us together. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but uh, actually people, I'm not going to say who, but people in my household have a very strong um, dislike for the like, story updates of what everyone's been up to for the year because uh i I think i think there's like an element of like sort of bragginess about it like so and so was an honor student and got into their top five colleges and now we're trying to decide which one and it's like i don't mind because i kind of for there's certainly some people where it's like that's i'm not (laughs) this is worse i'm not interested enough in you to know what what's going on in your life until i get that card each year that tells me your update Mm -hmm. but um but yeah it's a it's like a weird sort of thing because you you feel like you need to like beat them but like what if you didn't do anything interesting that year so i don't know i feel like my life is so much better than all those cards that i get from people and yet they still irritate me i feel like (laughs) i should be doing some of the things on their stupid card (laughs) yeah and 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 they make you mad they make me mad because for some reason bad words i didn't do the right things yeah to reduce the pain Mm -hmm. and so Kid photos, those Christmas photos. Let's just move those all to digital and save ourselves the money. No, and time. well, see, I have started a new tradition the last two years that I enjoy immensely. 
I take all the Christmas cards and I put them in a pile and I, I, I stack them all up. And then during Christmas dinner, I open all of the Christmas cards and go through them all at once. And I get all of the updates. That's interesting. Yes. Rob. Yes. That's that what is I, have. Interesting. I have. I have a couple glasses of wine and I say, let's, <laughs> let's look at the cards. And, and then what do you do with the cards after? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I he doesn't want to say he yeah. doesn't want to yeah, say pile after that you're in a pile okay. on his table because because I understand like I like it when I get the cards throughout and I get to like add them to, you know, like put them on my banister, or put mm-hmm. them on the fridge. And it's like, oh, look, it's festive now because of all the cards. And then I put them in a shoebox. And then every like 10 years, I throw away the shoebox <laughs> from 10 years ago. <laughs> Keep them in a shoebox. Uh, oh, well, you man. know, I you know, I. Like I said, I try to intercept them before my wife gets them. Because if she gets them, they get hung up in our kitchen. Now I get to stare at a mm-hmm. bunch of faces I don't know every time I go to get a bowl of cereal. And so if I can intercept them, I open them, I look at mm-hmm. them, I realize I don't know them, and then yeah. I throw them in the trash. <laughs> can I go back to the school photos for one second? Because I yes, was thinking please. about this earlier today. What's in it for the school to do all these photos? I'm 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 thinking big photo must be doing a pretty hefty <laughs> kickback to get into the schools. Yeah, it's like class rings and stuff. It's like a thing that's not really associated with the school. It's just associated with other companies. For the schools, like I can see taking the the pictures to put them in the yearbook. The selling oh, them to the yeah. parents, I don't get as much. Um, I mean, I but assume there's they no still yearbook do for little kids. There are. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I had, yeah like are. I got my like kindergarten yearbook and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I have a stack of those and I like that. And like when we were kids, my parents would order like, you know, the one picture to send to the grandparents or whatever. And then they would order like a dozen wallet size. And then you mm-hmm. just trade the wallet size with all your friends. Yeah. Mary, oh. you have a bunch of theirs. Mary's made a lot of good points that I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the yearbook, which yeah. I totally spaced. And two grandparents aren't necessarily, I mean, it's becoming less so, but uh, they're not in the digital world. So they, my mom loves printed pictures. Mm-hmm. of her grandkids so oh, yeah. 80 dollars to make grandma happy are usually caught well but then you get to go to grandma's house and walk down the hall and see your like progression of age and then you just like <laughs> beg for years to get rid of the sixth grade photo you know but i, I yeah. think that these are actually great because my favorite school yearbook ones are the ones where i knew people who like for whatever reason their picture like turned out warped so their mm-hmm. like face looked like too tall or something like or or you go in and like slider sort of a goofy outfit or whatever like that's my favorite so like nobody cares about the most <laughs> the most chest. stage photos mm-hmm. yeah like these are great like the person who's got their head like cropped out above the fence that's, mm-hmm. that's a great photo yeah. you know, it's a memory it's gonna Memorable. that one's gonna stand out over all of the other ones yeah yeah okay it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See are you ready to take us once again to visit your heralded bolt hole this week? Oh, please. Yes, okay. I've got some exciting news. Okay. All right, Mary, here we go. Welcome to my bolt hole. Exciting news coming up. I think you're gonna I think I oversold it, maybe. Okay. I think you're gonna feel you belong. All right. Yes, Danny. Rob, Rob, do you still work out? I do try to, yeah. Uh, when you work out, I mean, what do you do? You take like a, you probably dry scoop some more pre-workout <laughs> and then you put on some not hardcore. A big, yeah, not a big pre-workout person. <laughs> uh, you know, I sort of just like uh, go out into the garage and then, you know, uh, like I'm watching TV shows and then uh, occasionally like pick up a weight. Okay. And Mary, do you lift weights at all or go to a gym? I do go to a gym sometimes and I'll I'll lift up the weights. And then if anyone else comes in, I have to put them down because I don't really know what I'm doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what's the vibe at your gym? Is it like a high energy pump until you drop type of a... I I usually work out at the, it's a climbing gym primarily. And then they have like a a weight room. So I usually uh, am one of the only people who ever go go down in there, but yeah, it's mostly like, you know, scrawny climber kind of people. I know the type. (laughs) I know who you're talking about. So none of us have really had the experience of going to a gym and doing the whole dry scoop, with your buddies, uh, 14, like a bunch of four dolphins, to 14 bros, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just yanking on those weights until you collapse in an utter surrender to your exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? The interesting thing is that an article came out that said gyms are changing the oh. whole vibe at gyms. The whole bro muscle thing is slowly That's going out. by the wayside. And that more people are going to the gym to relax and rest, which seems so oh, counterintuitive. Seems counterintuitive. Yeah. 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 And, so they're and turning the, into spas. Yes. Kind of a little bit. They're just paying more attention to mindfulness and stress release and meditation and uh, muscle therapy, like the Theragun mm-hmm. or uh, those, uh, yeah. those things you put on your legs that inflate and then deflate. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just, you know, and at first when I read this, I thought that's ridiculous, right? That's not what a gym is for. Yeah. Like I, when I work out, I go downstairs, I consume caffeine, go downstairs, I put on Metallica and I, and like, that's what's required to motivate me to do more than just lay there on the bench. Mm -hmm. If it was too relaxing, if they were playing Enya at the gym, there's just no way I'm going to be in the mood to lift weights, but And this is what I found interesting as more and more gyms are introducing kind of like an, an, what would you describe it? Like an easy way into working out. More people are actually working out. And the reason is because it's not as intimidating as 14 bros who just dry scooped and are just jamming on those weights super hard. Okay. So, I mean, they're getting more people into the gym, enticing them with that. It's like a spa. Yeah, and kind of saying, hey, you don't need to jump in head first. Um, we can just slowly work on it and, and go from like these light, gentle exercises and then up to crushing weights if you want to. And with so many people being out of workout shape, 
because of the pandemic, a lot of people are like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad I went to the gym, gym. And instead of seeing a bunch of rippled muscles, you know, and people sweating and groaning as they pump iron, it was more of an inviting environment. Cause I can only imagine having never really gone to a gym that sometimes in some days, gyms are very uninviting. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you guys experienced that? I used yeah, to, I, I used did to, in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used just, to go to uh, LA fitness. Was it intimidating sometimes? Um, it was uh, annoying a lot of times. Yeah. Well, annoying, intimidating. That's kind of how I always pictured it. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is they said they offered a lot of these similar classes 15 years ago and nobody signed up. Huh. Like they, they tried to do all sorts of things. They changed the name of the classes to make them sound a little bit more violent physically, but it couldn't, they couldn't do anything to get people to come. Now they're sold out. They're increasing sold the number out. of classes. Yeah. By sold out, I mean filled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they can't have enough classes. And so they're constantly expanding. And, you know, they haven't reached here yet. My wife goes to the gym. She says she hasn't seen it, but they are expanding. So pretty soon you'll be able to go and lay down and meditate and stretch and just kind of like get into the zone in a slightly different non-dry scoop way. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like... Uh, like fashion trends though that are on like a 20 year cycle if it's the same kind of thing where where once all of these people who are going to these classes they get you know zen enough to where they want to start lifting heavier and heavier weights and then maybe all those people sort of graduate out well like where are they going to go are they do you have like two styles of gym now yeah it'll probably i think you're right i think 10 years from now we'll see people like splitting logs and running with giant you know like the rocky balboa pre-Drago fight workout. We're like running through deep snow with a log over their shoulders. Because uh, I think that you're, you're totally right. I bet you that if we tra- uh, we trace the history of weightlifting, we would, af- we would find another period in its time where it was similar to this, more like mindfulness over body. Mm-hmm. So, but hey, right now is a great time to get in. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to find an, kind of an easy way to uh, exercise. Okay. So hopefully it comes to a town near you. Cool. All right, Danny, anything else? No. I mean, tons of other stuff all the time everywhere. But uh, as far as this podcast, this this is it. Mary, what about for you? Any other news items or uh, stories you want to touch on? Uh, I I did notice this. I don't really want to not that interesting of a story, but it is funny that the, um, one of the other stories about, about the woman getting the shoes delivered to her, uh, throughout the year, I was going to say she could, she could just send them back to that Amazon pallet. Like maybe, uh, that's what they need. There's a, there's a woman in, I believe, um, let me just give, uh, that, that, that story real quick. Uh, the New York post had this about a woman who's been getting mysteriously sent, um, a size 11, very like gaudy, tacky women's shoes uh, sent to her house for a year, and she doesn't know why. Yeah. UPS says that this has been a clerical error. Yeah, it seemed like the destination, the return destination for wherever they were supposed to go, like is a similar name to to herself and her address. But yeah, if she could just if she could just work with the Amazon Palette people to send them there, then start her own pallet hmm, yeah. at her house. Yeah, just collect them, put them on a pallet, resell yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it seems like she's just instead just keeping them all. 
in order to make a news story about. I think at some point, right, with anything weird that's happening in your life, it's like, okay, if this happens for a month or so, it's annoying. But if it starts happening for like two, three, four months, you got, might as well just keep it up because at what point does it become a story that you're you're holding on to that information so you can use it? Yeah, that's something I think about all the time. When does something, an occurrence, cross the line and become a story? Hmm. I don't know. I guess when it gets interesting enough. But it was, yeah, that, but that line isn't like, it's not a defined line. We haven't, you know, come to an mm-hmm. agreement as a group of people. Like, this is when a story gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what the story says is that this could be part of a brushing scam where that a seller will send a fake item to you to be able to then say that it was a like verified uh, recipient. And then they post a review of said item with your information. uh, And that's how they are able to uh, generate some fake reviews like the Chinese seeds. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. So um, that your fake review may be helping people buy these ugly shoes. Huh? So yeah. be careful out there. There's no free yeah, lunch. Like, you no. know, I don't think I would mind having fake reviews under my name. I mean, I've posted fake reviews under my own name. What? Um, what do you like mean you posted this, fake reviews? Like to this podcast what? several what? years ago. Like I hope that wasn't five fake. What do you ago. mean you posted a fake review? Like uh, several year, years ago, when I first started listening to the podcast, I posted a fake iTunes review. I mean, it was from my account, but I pretended to be like a middle-aged woman because oh. I thought it would be funnier <laughs> in order to do that. Yes. Um, I, I, and, and your fake review said the podcast was bad? No, no. It said it was good, but oh, it was it wasn't I just actually pretended. You. Yeah, I pretended to be like an aunt or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yes, the, the news stories give me something interesting to talk about with my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't have as much problem... With that, because at least you had heard the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. These people aren't even You're wearing protecting the your shoes. identity. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. So, so does um does coming on here once uh, get me invited to guys trip? Is that oh, how this <laughs> yeah. If it happens, I think we have to yeah expand the yeah, get the whole crew. Yeah. Anyone who's oh, ever been married? Do you have a suggestion for where we should go? Um. Yeah, somewhere that I could drive to in like an hour. <laughs> drive to in like an hour. Okay. No, uh, yeah, anywhere fun. I mean, you know, we're we're down with the outdoors, so it's okay. whatever. <laughs> Out west. Okay. Mary, what's coming up for you podcast-wise? Mary is a very active podcaster. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I've been I've been tweeting about Survivor so far, so mm-hmm. yes. um, I've been enjoying this season. But uh, yeah, I saw you I tweeted about it I, I, several days after the episode was over. Yeah. Um, well, I got a busy schedule, so it just depends when I can watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but, I get that. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I felt like the, the show's been good. So at least, um, at least I should say something about it. Yeah. Um, other than, other than that, uh, Big Brother Canada obviously mm-hmm. is, is still going on. And that's been just a, a refreshing trip after Big Brother Celebrity has been over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, over on Kowski Cast. Uh, Riverdale's back, so it just got renewed for a seventh season. Yeah. Um, and and I do I do blame you also for that because I what? had no clue that Riverdale was a show until you were you were doing ads for it like years ago. Oh, when it first started. Whoa, ads, we're yeah. doing well. I'm an spots. influencer too, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you yeah. have yeah. influenced so, one person. That's true. That's true. So yeah. I, wow, I can't believe that this is the origin story. Uh, I know. There, I've also. And, 
been seeing reviews of people have been seeing uh, or they released the cast for the ultimatum. Yes. Yeah. Um, more, more really, really stupid dating shows. <laughs> it looks very <laughs> trashy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, love is blind was fun. And my brother just was texting me the other day, having like marathon watch it. And he's like, did you watch this show? And I'm like, does no one in my family listen to my own podcast? Mm-hmm. Like Put you, it on the you Christmas card, all the podcasts you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the it. problem. You're not bragging enough about it. Mm-hmm. I, know. Yep. I know. By the way, all um, the best relationships start with an ultimatum. Well, that's the premise of this show right? where that there is a couple and then one person wants wants to get married and the other person doesn't. And so they say, all right, fine. You don't want, you don't know if you want to get married. We're switching partners. Yeah, work, if you won't do great. it, someone else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, well, it's like that threat, right? Like you're always like, you know, you don't appreciate me. Somebody else would. And then they don't believe that. They're like, yeah, nobody else would yeah. appreciate you. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> okay. Now you have to actually call their bluff, call mm-hmm. their bluff on it. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait for that one. Very yeah, excited. Good. Okay. Now, Danny, what's coming up for you? Oh, I'm just constantly editing videos. I'm considering dipping my toe back into social media. Oh, so much work. I just can't bring myself to care about it. Which social media are you going to dip your toe into? Well, I always coming back to Twitter. Maybe. No, not Twitter. I'll probably never return to Twitter, but Instagram Mm -hmm. and TikTok, just because I'm more of a visual. I create or I have so much content. And that's the thing is I'm not bragging enough. Like I do all this really cool stuff, but I'm not making people feel uh, bad about themselves because mm-hmm. their life isn't on my level. And I'm like, I should be doing more FOMO material. Yeah. And it's just a waste if I'm just putting it on my computer yeah. where it'll just disappear over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I like come up with some ideas. Thing is, as I move towards actual like TikTok content, it just starts to feel so spammy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you start publishing things, I like... Mary, I was going to do something on like, oh, best uh, places to run in North America. Unfortunately, it excludes like half of the United States. You're half. Maybe you could do like a follow up like in the East and it's all Western stuff. But it's just like that type of stuff. Whenever I write it down, I just feel dirty and I shouldn't because that's the world we live in. But if I write top five and then whatever, it's too clickbait. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so clickbait. 80, but then you hate it's what like you've the, become. I, yeah, exactly. This is what people do. Yeah. Can you, can you do the bait and switch though? Can you do like top five, whatever, and then actually make them like five really horrible choices. <laughs> and so at least, at least there's an element of humor with that. Yeah, I could, I mean, that would be something, but the truth is that, it, you know, the, if I look at what I have content wise, I do have beautiful footage from, mm-hmm. you know, five, 10 runs that I do want to share. And then of course I'm trying to share it in a way that people will click on. <laughs> it just feels dirty. I just feel like I have to take a shower after every post. So mm-hmm. I don't know, this probably won't last very long. This is just one of those ideas you cook up laying in bed at night. And then when the harsh morning light shines upon mm-hmm. it, you realize it wasn't quite the idea. You just go it with it, Danny. I should. Yeah. I need to. You're I need to just it. And that's my classic move. And mm-hmm. that's why I don't buy a lot of things online and oh, well, that's uh, a good thing. finish a lot of yeah. uh, videos. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So maybe I will, but that's what I'm working on. All right. And of course, got a lot of stuff going on over at Rob's podcast. Uh, of course, survivor is back in full swing. I uh, had a very fun uh, Rob McKeevenita podcast this week where we took names of episodes from the listeners and we had to figure out what the episode was actually going to be about. We talked about, is it cake on uh, nothing but Netflix <laughs> as well? 
Did you watch that, That's Danny? a big one. Yeah. My, all my kids and wife, that's like the show at my house. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you could skip the whole middle part of Is It Cake episodes. The first well, five and the last five. I think that's... I wouldn't know because I just can hear it. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mary, did you watch Is It Cake? No, that's the kind of thing that I would, yeah, I would want to skip to the end of and just see the reveal. I spent a lot of time making the fake cake. Uh, we just like to guess. Yeah. Yeah. I just like that. That seems, that seems more like a Buzzfeed article than a show. <laughs> yeah. Could have been an email. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on news. Day. I'll be back again next time. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. We did it guys. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams. And come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.